is ungrateful players making millions of dollars can recognize our troops in great country by standing for a minute and a half? Disgusting. Oh, yeah? Well, would you rather have people marching in the streets with tiki torches demanding a whites-only nation or silent sports stars quietly exercising their First Amendment rights to protest? Well, unfriend me if you think kneeling for the anthem is okay. Oh, hello, everyone, and welcome to the first inaugural episode of Unfriend Me. I'm Scott Johnson with Justin Robert Young, and this is episode zero, because that sounds cool, I guess. Hi, Justin. Oh, hi, Scott. Hi. Uh, uh, this is a, a new show, and uh, I'm, I'm really, really pumped about it, because I think it's kind of based on something that I we've all known but nobody uh, really wants to kind of delve into, which is how far into the loop of insanity we've gone in terms of political and cultural discourse. Mm. Uh, and, and it's something that we talk about a lot, and we've talked about a lot on the morning stream. But I think that there's a there there is there's work to be done. We have we have gotten fat and lazy as an internet culture when it's come to discussing the most important topics of the day, which sometimes aren't all that important at all. And and uh, I'm I'm pumped to do this show. I am as well. So uh, you you laid it out pretty well, but to give it some additional context here, and if you've heard us on TMS, you kind of probably already have an idea of what this might look and sound like uh, moving forward. But the plan is to talk about the, the, the biggest cultural rifts of the day, whatever those may be. If it's yeah. modern day Nazis, if it's, uh, black lives matter, if it's kneeling at the football game, which is today's topic, which, uh, is going to be super interesting, whatever it may be, whatever dumb thing or great thing, depending on your point of view is being discussed during the day, instead of it being a headline and outrage, it is a little fake outrage at the top of the show. And then us yeah. really digging deep into these topics. Now, some of these are going to be very controversial. Maybe all of them will be. Uh, to the point that there are going to be people in this audience who are watching live and listening live who are going to have big disagreements with us or one of us or both of us or have a completely different point of view we hadn't thought of. And you may be somebody we completely disagree with. But you yeah. are officially encouraged to play along. And by doing that, a little bit later in the show, you're going to call us. 801-285-9395. That's 801-285-9395. You'll see that right there on your screen if you're watching live. Uh, for those people who are listening to this at home, this is a show you're going to want to turn out live for whenever you can. Uh, and we plan on doing this right around 11 a.m. Pacific time every Tuesday morning uh, right here at frogpants.tv. So all of that being said, there are no rules. You don't have to adhere to some sort of uh, swear standards. Uh, if you say something we really don't like, we'll just hang up on you. Um, if you have a thought, great, call in. If you have, if you just want to call and yell the N word at the top of your lungs, probably not going to keep that call in the show. We're yeah. not going to have a conversation with yeah. you. So what we're looking for is discourse, but we know that can get heated and we're totally cool with that. That's not a problem. I just want people to understand the, the borders of what is, uh, uh acceptable have broadened out some. Uh, so that you guys yeah. can just let it fly, because this is part of the part of what I think this show uh, show's job will be for me and for listeners is a place where we can really let it explode, like let yeah. it out there, throw it at the wall, see what sticks, what doesn't, and not be afraid to not have a conversation about it. You said something earlier today. We don't have to reiterate the whole thing, but it really 
struck me, which is uh, we got to stop slipping deeper and deeper into our own echo chambers and not knowing what the rest of the world is talking about. The more that happens, the less understanding there is, the less your side has a chance of winning, if that's your goal, uh, the less chance you have of even understanding who the enemy is in your mind, uh, because now you've just got a cartoon version that doesn't make any sense anymore. So that that is the kind of um, underpinning slash foundation of what we're trying to do. And, we uh, and we this is a great topic to start with, in my opinion, because it is something that either side is interested in talking about what the other side thinks about this issue. Mm-hmm. And so everybody has found these very, very safe spaces to stand up on their soapbox and uh, declare themselves right. And whether or not that is objectively true is irrelevant when now this has become the top story in almost all political spheres and sports uh, spheres as, uh, you know, the, the Trump situation, uh, you know, sort of uh, blew it up. This going so, on prior to the game. Oops, sorry, this has auto-playing video. Wonderful. Okay, hold on. Weiss. I can't. There we go. Sorry, Justin. Continue on with what you were saying. Well, I'll tell you what. Let, let's start here. Uh, Scott, what do you know about this issue? Like, right. what, what do you know about the beginnings, the origins of this issue? All right. So of the two of us, I think I'm the one that reacts the most uh, brazenly when I hear something I think is a, an, an offense to humanity. So when I sure. heard that uh, that players, and this is some time ago, even prior to this election, uh, I, I'd heard of NFL players, a sport I like. Yeah. I love football, but I'm usually kind of a playoff Super Bowl kind of guy. I don't really follow the rest gotcha. of the season that tightly. So, so that's important, I think, for context. Um, I like Green Bay Packers. That's, you know, the 49ers were cool back in the day. That's my football right there. And I like, yeah. I like video game football. I like to play Madden now and again. So sure. that's kind of where I'm at. And I had heard of these players, uh, specifically Colin Kaepernick uh, kneeling. Colin Kaepernick. What yeah, I say? Let's go. What I say? Kaepernick? I, I think you said Kaepernick, <laughs> uh, uh, like he was uh, some sort of Russian scientist, but that's fine. Yeah, Kaepernick. Uh, so he... Uh, I never say it right. He kneels during the uh, the national right. anthem, and he did so it. Let's, or go ahead, go ahead. Let's let's actually go a little bit before that. So uh, right. this begins in the preseason of 2016. Colin Kaepernick is at that point battling for the starting job of the San Francisco 49ers. He had previously been to a Super Bowl and came uh, really within one pass of winning it under the tutelage of John Harbaugh or Jim sorry Jim Harbaugh, their old coach. Management has a fight with Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh leaves. And now Colin Kaepernick, this once thought to be uh, explosive, amazing future of the league kind of quarterback, now is in this absolute mess of a morass in San Francisco. He was also thought to be kind of a, a bit of a uh, not not a, a, a pretty boy or anything, but sort of apart from a lot of the players in the league, which was why it was extremely su- uh, surprising when during the preseason he began sitting for the national anthem. Mm-hmm. He never really released a press release about it, but beat reporters noticed that he was sitting and asked him about it. And this is what he said, quote, I'm not going to stand up to show pride in a flag for a country that oppresses black people and people of color. To me, this is bigger than football, and it would be selfish on my part to look the other way when there are bodies in the street and people getting paid leave and getting away with murder. Important to note that the context of this is around when Ferguson was certainly more of a uh, a big deal, uh, and and we have you know it was it was in the midst of Trayvon Martin and and a lot of uh, of anger in the black community toward 
police officers. Right. Uh, this then evolves when Kaepernick meets with a, a former Green Beret, Nate Boyer, who also used to play for the Seattle Seahawks, who had a discussion with him about his relationship and how he reacted to somebody sitting during the national anthem as a soldier. And he suggested the following. This is another quote, an interview with Boyer. We came to a middle ground where he would take a knee alongside his teammates. Soldiers take a knee in front of a fallen brother's grave to show respect when we're out on patrol, you know, and we got a security halt. We take a knee and we pull security. So it was after a conversation with a soldier that Kaepernick decided to solidify what is now the understood protest that has been co-opted uh, and spread by other players to take a knee during the anthem. It was done as a way to take in the soldier's point of view mm. to this protest. You know who so, I think you know who I think knew, knew about that? Like everything that you just expressed, do you, you know how many people I think actually knew about the connection to the military thing and all that? Absolutely freaking nobody. <laughs> like I didn't know funny. that. I didn't know that at all. I just thought, "Oh, well he's he's kneeling cuz that's not standing." Like that's literally it to me. That's all I thought we were talking about here, but it, I didn't realize it was like it's a fallen comrade thing, which Again, there's symbolism there. He's like saying, look, I'm part of the African, African American community and uh, we've got fallen comrades who are not getting justice in his view. And so I'm yeah. doing a thing that's sort of a simile of that. And and that's why this matters. So already, so that, already yeah. episode zero, already I've learned a thing. Yes. And that's and that's part of part of what I want to kind of get out here. Now, it is also important to mention that Colin Kaepernick is a very uh, imperfect messenger for this. Uh, he is somebody that seems to bear the hallmarks of uh, taking the express route into activism. Mm. He was, uh, you know, had a lot of talking points that might not have been perfect and he might have wanted kind of a mulligan on among them. The fact that he did not vote in the 2016 election, uh, uh, which uh, was obviously a big deal. He was a big, important political figure as he was doing this protest. He wore a Fidel Castro uh, a T-shirt and got lit up for it by the Miami media, which does not take kindly to Fidel Castro. And Fidel Castro is probably not the kind of person that, you know, uh, uh, the more you read about him, you want to put him on a T-shirt uh, and necessarily bring into a movement that is about a very specific thing. Uh, however, it did cost Colin Kaepernick his job for all intents and purposes. This is a 2017 NFL season that is poor in quarterback play. There are not a lot of great quarterbacks in the league. He certainly would be somebody that should merit a backup position, and yet he has not been hired. It is fairly clear, I think, that if he had had no record of on-the-field activism and people paying attention to him for it and wasn't a quote-unquote distraction to NFL franchises— seven owners of which donated more than a million dollars to Donald Trump, uh, either during the campaign or for the inauguration, that he might have a job. But that all was a sports story, Scott. Mm -hmm. It became not a sports story. Uh, and we have the, the sound here over the weekend mm -hmm. uh, when all of a sudden what, what had been in its own little silo and, and was a political element to a sports story became a sports theme to a politics story when uh, the president of the of the United States campaigning for Luther Strange in uh, the Alabama special election, which takes place today, uh, decided to not talk about 
Alabama politics or Washington politics for that matter. But instead, what uh, what 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 we had here? All right, let's give it a, let's give it a listen. Standing at a podium, President Donald J. Trump. Here you go. This is not part of his speech, but live with. Yeah, this, this is. This is a- People that the people that found this, I probably should have noted. Uh, <laughs> That's totally fine. All right, here we go. You love to see one of these NFL owners when somebody disrespects our flag to say, "Get that son of a bitch off the field right now!" Out, he's fired. Wow. He's fired. Okay, I I'm gonna try hard not to be all commentating on the. Yo, I have a catchphrase from my reality show, and I just whipped it out here at the last second and tried to capitalize on it at least one more time. I'm going to try to ignore that that was said, because for me, everything this man says colors everything he says. In other words, words, him getting up and saying, these coaches should do this. It's hard for me to take him seriously, even if I even if I want to think that he's just so patriotic that anything like this is an affront to the flag or the freedom it represents. I can't do it because he then slips in the catchphrase from his TV show that he used to do. I yeah, I can't do it. Like all, all other things aside, just in a vacuum, that one moment, I can't freaking do it. Now that being said, I will attempt to have this discussion about what he actually said and what kerfuffle it kicked up and try to forget the fact that he's just using key phrases and words that he knows riles up a bunch of angry Southern people. Well, and listen, I, I do want to push back on angry Southern people because according to a Quinnipiac poll, only 36% of all Americans thought that or said that they approved of players choosing uh, not to stand during the national anthem. So this is an unpopular thing by most polling. We will see what happens going forward because in general, as uh, and hopefully we can post all these notes here because I think there's really good reading, uh, 538, which does obviously a lot of data, uh, data science reporting, mm-hmm. uh, made the point that all uh, civil rights protesting kind of by definition starts unpopular and then gets more popular. Uh, So we will see where it goes. But there is no doubt that Donald Trump highlighting this is him coming down on a popular side, uh, not only for his base, but for the country at large. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Here's the deal. 36% of people approve of them taking a knee. Yes. Uh, Assuming, you know, polls are weird, so, you know, you can't really say the rest are hardcore against it or for it rather um because who knows that stuff breaks down in in very weird ways but i would say this if he is in alabama yes he's talking to a football state they're into it man they're texas is always gets the limelight but really alabama state uh uh, like high school college football a big deal down there right huge deal People Ball love tied. it. They war, res- da- war damn eagle. Yeah, and they and they respond to stuff like this. Also, being uh, a state not known, in fact, the quite the opposite, known for its racial inequality on a very historic level. There are many uh, things we could go back to in the civil rights movement. And go, oh yeah, that was in Alabama. Oh yeah, that other thing that was in Al- Alabama. Alabama has as a, a a a racial history. They I mean, have a racial history, and that is not yeah. me saying. Well, whatever. This is this show is about me just saying things, and if you guys disagree, you can call in and tell me. But sure, uh, 
so he is he has got a a a uh, a stadium full well not full sort of full kind of full eh okay turnout full of what I can see from panned out camera shots mostly white dudes few a few white ladies couple of people of color for the most part white dudes and he gets up and he says what he says in the context of who's like who's who is first of all who's kneeling black players never talks about why they're kneeling never never talks about what what caused them to think that that was the right thing to do whether or not they're being buttholes about it whether or not the rest of the country believes it's an okay thing to do never once mentions why they're kneeling and i mean since then before then or ever uh, in fact, specifically has said uh, that he has that this is not a racial issue when when questioned on uh, the tarmac of, I, I believe, leaving Alabama about uh, this specific issue. Uh, it would ask the racial context of this specific issue. Rather, he said there's no race involved in this. He's just talking about players kneeling during the national anthem and how disrespectful. It yeah. Is. But if you ask the players if it's racial, they would say uh-huh. they would yes. say they would say, oh, well, uh, maybe if uh, black men stop dying in the street because police are using uh, ridiculous racist uh, you know, methods or whatever, then you get a very different story. So him saying it's not about race may mean, you know, that's him saying, well, what I'm saying, I don't mean it racially. But that's yeah. the whole reason it exists is race. The whole reason they're doing it in the first place is race. You can't take the race out of it. The minute you take the race out of it, then it's stupid. Then you have people going, well, what's more un-American than, than kneeling during the anthem? Well, I can think of a lot of things. Like saying there are very fine people on the side of the of the freaking uh, the, the Nazi uh, stuff that was going on just a couple of yeah. months ago. Like, I don't want to get into all that necessarily, but my point is, to say that this has nothing to do with race is to say you don't know what's going on. You don't know what this is for. Now, whether or not you agree that police have been too brutal or that black men have been dying at the at the heels of police or the police have been completely wronged in the scenario, I understand yeah. those points of view and I totally get it. But even if you think that, you can't possibly think this doesn't have something to do with race. You either think you have to you have to at least think, well, it's because of race. Now, whether or not there's racial tension that I agree with that would make a player do this, that's a whole different argument. But he's still well, doing it for racial reasons. There's, yes, yes. And and we will we will kind of get into the larger uh, conversation. Uh, r- real quick, let me just uh, mention that this is not the first time that Donald Trump has ventured into these waters. He uh, specifically mentioned how Colin Kaepernick was not hired yet by an NFL team, and as yet, by the time that we record this, has uh, not been hired. Uh, he uh, quoted at a rally in Louisville, Kentucky, said uh, uh, that the owners don't want to get this is the quote. They don't want to get a nasty treat from Donald Trump. Do you believe that? Uh, end quote. No, is the answer, by he, the way. Uh, quote, the people of Kentucky believe uh, they can be the people of Kentucky because they like it when some people actually stand for the American flag. So let's get to that as the counterpoint to your conversation. And then we can kind of open uh, open up everything for calls. All right argument that is made from the other side to what you said is regardless of whether what this is about it should not be done during the anthem because even if you are trying to draw attention to something that you find to be very very important you are not serving your cause by disrespecting the country and disrespecting the troops uh, while mixing your message. Why would you poison your message if you think it is so important 
with this disrespect for country and and those who have sacrificed their lives, uh, 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 you know, while you're doing it. That that is that is uh, just baseline disrespectful and stupid if you want to bring attention to a larger cause. That, that would be the other side of the argument. Correct. As I could represent it. If you want to make a better cause, then you can go ahead and call in at 801-285-9395. That is, of course, when you're watching us live on twitch.tv slash frogpants at 11 o'clock Pacific, noon mountain time. That would be 2 Eastern. Uh, if you call us while you're listening to the podcast, I don't know what'll happen. I guess Scott will get a call on his phone. You'll get like a you'll get like a voicemail or something, and it'll it'll send you nowhere. So I want to. So you just illustrated while we went for our first call. You've you've illustrated that point of view pretty well. The point of view of of those who oppose that is, if your flag, as an American, and if your anthem and if your country, is not, in your estimation, uh, having your back. In other words, if you feel like this, the, the odds are stacked against you, the justice is not happening for you and maybe those like you, yeah. then in their mind, their stance is, this is a quiet, this is a nonviolent, this is a not-in-your-face form. I mean, it is in your face, but it's a form of nonviolent protest. It is an exercising of the very First Amendment rights that that flag represents in our Constitution. So... That's the side I'm on, right? I'm not going to come to the show, by the way, folks, with some kind of middle ground attitude about any of this stuff. I don't understand why this is a problem and why Donald Trump on Twitter mainly uh, thinks that he should be able to tell the NFL what to do or at least tell the owners what to do, uh, what they should and shouldn't do. They're private enterprises. They don't have to do anything, he says, so they can do whatever they want to do. And if a team has a policy that says you guys stand during the anthem no matter what, well, all right, that's different. Then the yeah. player can quit and go. I mean, everyone always talks about the free market. Then let it work here because it's the same thing. In my opinion, to be able to stand up and say that is the most horrendous thing you can do to show disrespect to your country and not say that to 200 men walking with tiki torches chanting white supremacist bullshit in open air, that that's not an affront to who we are and what we are. I don't understand that disconnect. It makes zero sense to me that you can think the one and not think the other. I don't understand it. What they're doing is quiet, nonviolent, non-provoking. All it is, I mean, sure, you could argue it provokes a bunch of anger. Sure, I get it. No, but- I think I think that there is, there is an element to this protest that is supposed to be in your face. It is supposed to be we are doing something subversive uh, because that's the only way that we can get this issue in front of the face of the most amount of people, that that is an element of protesting that uh, I don't think is is controversial at all, that you are doing something that should tweak people a little bit on another level beyond what your cause is. So they will pay attention to your cause Mm -hmm. Uh, that that there is an, an, an affliction of the comfortable to the idea that you would do anything subversive during the uh, national anthem and by the way there there is a history of it in sports uh, i believe it was uh mahmoud abdul Rauf in the nba that that uh i think kneeled and put his hands over his face in prayer because he uh felt that muslims were treated uh unfairly in america i might be getting that wrong but you can people can correct me on that and also by the way if there's anything that i uh mentioned in terms of the factual kind of narrative of this that you 
disagree with or think I misrepresented, hit me up, justinrobertyoung at gmail.com. I want to make this a dialogue, and I'd like to, uh, with each show, kind of go back, and if there's anything clarifying from the last show that people want to email in, then I'd love to make that uh, part going forward. I do want to get to one thing before we go any further. Hold on, one quick, quick, uh, let's see if this call comes through. I want to make sure I'm doing this right. Sorry not to interrupt. All right, looks like it worked. Hi, who's this? Hey, this is Everett. Everett, how are you? Where are you coming from? Where are you calling from? Uh, calling from Battle Creek, Michigan. All right, awesome. Tell us what's on your mind. What do you think about all this? Well, well, I I don't think it's disrespectful that uh, you know to actually kneel at you know the towards the flag. I think that shows a great deal of respect. What gets me is the whole white supremacy thing. Maybe I'm missing some of the detail. Um, what I'd like to find out is actually what is the president saying? And, you know, I, I think I'm missing some information here. You mean what is he saying? What has he been saying since this broke in Alabama in terms of uh, his speech and what he sort of said since? Yeah, what I mean, is he against people kneeling? Because, you know, I, I was brought up in a football family mm-hmm. and it was nothing out of the ordinary to kneel, uh, you know, uh, you know, to the flag during the singing of the national anthem. It doesn't seem odd to me. Mm. Well, that's a good point. Um, so, Justin, are they? Well, I'll tell you what, he, he, he teed me right up because this is what I was going to say. I, I will I will tell you exactly what he has said. Not only did we play uh, uh, the clip from his rally in Alabama, but these are some of the tweets that he sent out the next day. If NFL fans refuse to go to games until players stop disrespecting our flag and country, you will see a change uh, take place fast, fire or suspend. NFL attendance and ratings are way down. Boring games, yes, but many stay away because of love of our country. The league should uh, back the United States. Uh, he then retweeted a bunch of NFL boycott stuff, uh, made a, uh, a retweeted Pat Tillman, who was, of course, the NFL or the uh, Arizona Cardinals player that died in combat after he left the NFL to join the fight in Afghanistan uh, before he was killed by friendly fire. Uh, he then went on about how many players were booed uh, while they kneeled yesterday. Uh, these fans demand a respect for our flag. Yeah, they do. Uh, I'm, I have a thought on that. I'm going to bring up in a second. Hi, who, uh, new call on the air. Who's this? Uh, actually, this oh, is Everett again. Oh, okay. I yeah, I lost you there. Sorry, yeah. no problem. So, so, yeah. so basically, a string of tweets. I would argue most of them were stupid and dumb. And my favorite was the one where he says, uh, <laughs> "General Kelly agrees with me." Like it was this weird, like my mom says that you suck kind of moment, which was very strange, but. He basically just thinks that, uh, well, he does his typical pattern, which is he comes out and says, the NFL sucks, the ratings are down, no one's watching games, none of which is backed up with any data, um, by the way, and then launches into, it's because people aren't uh, doing the national anthem and they're staying away in droves because of it. We need to bring that respect back and the team owners need to force these players to do it. That's basically been his stance. The stance of the other side has been, they can protest any way they want. In fact, the very freedoms he claims that these people die for are the freedoms to do exactly what these players are doing. And when you have an entire team staying in the locker room, another set of entire teams coming out on the field and taking the kneel, 
Uh, in the case of Dallas, they 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 kneeled before the anthem and stood for it. Like everybody seems to kind of be doing their own thing. Everybody knelt before the anthem, including owner Jerry Jones, who had reportedly uh, no hard reporting on this, but this is kind of a, a rumor and innuendo that he was very strict that anybody who knelt during the anthem on the Dallas Cowboys would face repercussions immediately. Uh, so they did it before the anthem and still got booed yeah. by the crowd. So they knelt and then they stood for the anthem. Uh, so, and, and that was a problem. So let me ask you this question. If they booed, what are they yeah. booing? What are they booing? They're if it's booing, the, if it's the anthems, the problem, why are they booing? They're booing the disrespect of America. And by the way, to Donald Trump's credit, uh, there is data on declining both NFL ratings and, uh, uh, NFL attendance. Uh, now, there's a lot of reasons that you can point to that, including high ticket prices and a decline of on-field play and increase in other things that people can do with their entertainment dollar. However, it is it is true that specifically the big, uh, the, the the big franchise uh, games like Sunday Night Football have seen a decline in ratings. Although on aggregate, yesterday was up three percent ratings wise for all games compared to last year yeah shocking that that happened after all this controversy also i would i would i would say you can it's easy to say numbers like that and, and then give causality for it that we don't know why their ratings are any different or higher or lower at any given time any more than anybody can do their magic and say well uh, let me give you the exact one reason in a single tweet why movies have failed to to live up to box office standards this summer like it's one of the worst summers in, in the history of movies well why it's not because people weren't standing up or sitting down during anthems or any of that stuff. You can apply whatever causality you want to anything. By the way, thanks for the call. I'm going to make room for the next caller. Uh, but but do you see what I'm saying, Justin? Like that kind yeah. of stuff fell on big fat deaf ears for me because it happens every time. He'll say things like, oh, SNL ratings are the worst they've ever been because he's mad that somebody made fun of him on SNL the night before. It's yeah. always his standard answer. And it always sets me off and it makes it harder for me to see what's in front of me. It's harder for me to go, all right, wait, 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 back up, everybody. This is about, you know, let's look at the actual issues. The players are upset about this. Fans are upset at the players for this. Those who support him think this. Like, it's harder for me to suss that stuff out because I'm all caught up on the fact that he's like, ratings are in the toilet. Dip, 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 dip. Games so are let boring. Me ask, let, me, let, me, let me ask you a question. All right, go ahead. From the other side of this. All right. What? protest would you draw a line at like let's say it wasn't colin kaepernick kneeling during the anthem it was players burning a flag after the game or or, or before a, before a game or something like that or posting on instagram a video of them burning the flag is is and it was to draw attention to the causes that we have mentioned which is specifically police brutality and and uh, you know, uh, systemic racism in America. The answer is, is at the, far. That is, is the answer is none of those things. I would tell them to stop. I may not like them. Like I don't. Yeah. I don't like the idea. Let's let's say that it, at the uh, during the at the anthem, five players whipped out small mini flags and set them on fire with with big lighters. Yeah, I would go. Oh, guys, too far. Why are you doing that? But I would want them to have the freedom to do it. And if the team said shut that shit down and kicked them off then I would respect that as well because that's their prerogative now, to privately to own team. Trump, Trump is not saying that they should be arrested. He is saying that people should boycott the NFL because they are not stomping this out. Yeah. That is his point. His point is meandering, and as much as you got to put together a million tweets to kind of get a fuller <laughs> picture, 
his idea is, look, the owner should tell the commissioner that if you don't stand for the national anthem, there will be league-wide repercussions. And if the commissioner won't do it, then each and every owner should say, if you don't do this, we will suspend you or fire you or release you. Right. Uh, he has cited the uh, uh, NASCAR uh, as saying uh, NASCAR, apparently all their owners came together and said, if anybody demonstrates against the national anthem for NASCAR, you will face immediate repercussions. I don't know if that was quite the scourge uh, of, of NASCAR, <laughs> uh, but yeah. they have certainly taken a stance against well, it. Well, yeah, NASCAR, boy, look, look at all the, 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 the racial diversity in the NASCAR crowd uh, looking for comeuppance for their various inequities. I'm sure that, I'm sure that there's no way that those two things can be conflated together by one Donald Trump. We have a caller on the line. Who's this? Hey, this is Ryan. How you guys doing? Hey, Ryan. Good. Where are you Ray. from? Where are you calling from? I'm uh, calling from Ohio. Calling uh, just a little bit uh, east of Cleveland. Oh, very nice. I like to find out where you guys are from because I think it informs the discussion here to kind of know what parts of the country you're oh, yeah. from. Anyway, what's on your mind? Well, you need a little mis Midwest flavor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Always. <laughs> So what are you thinking? What's on your mind about this issue? Well, I mean, I, I just had to drop my kids off at school and come back. I'm trying to catch this new show you're doing here. Um, I watch a lot of your, a, a lot of your other stuff, um, but I'm really kind of liking this because you know, we get to talk a little bit. Anyhow, um, what I've been about Trump, it always cracks me up how people, it's, it's just Trump this, Trump this, Trump this. It's like, I'm a very conservative person. I've been my entire life. You know, I grew up a blue collar, a blue collar guy. Mm -hmm. You know, I see this happening on the NFL. I've been a big fan of the Browns forever. I know. Spare the jokes. <laughs> hey, what you got? You got to root for your. You got to root for your home team. I totally get it. It's. It's. I, I listen. The Jazz. Every year, I want the Utah Jazz to win something, and they don't. But I still do it. So I get it. I'm with you. I. You're right, but it just cracks me up. Uh, people. People give Trump too much power. I'm a conservative. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't think Trump's an actual conservative, but let's just get, let me just say that. But, but I mean, I, I don't understand where he gets all this power. People just, you know, well, Trump said this. And so the NFL is doing this. It had nothing to do with that. All right. Because we're kneeling way before he said anything. All right. So this is a good, this is a good uh, point. Uh, Go well, ahead. Let me, let me, let me, let me ask you a question. Uh, uh, do you mind uh, telling us uh, uh, whether or not you were a Trump voter as, as a conservative? Uh, I know many conservatives by the end of it, uh, because they did not like Hillary so much, they, they held their nose and voted for Trump. You were in a very influential state. Did um, you, did you I'm not going to say who I voted for. Yeah. Um, but I will say that my opinion of why um, Trump won was because the Democrats put forward and I've, I've voted Republican and Democrat before. Mm -hmm. um, I, I am not an R or D. I do not. I will not label myself that because I think that that's one of the biggest problems our nation has is, yes. oh, it's either this one or that one. Sure. I think it's just two sides of the same coin, right. my opinion. Right. But um, I will say that I think the reason why she she Trump won was because the Democrats put forward an even worse candidate than the Republicans did. Mm. I, I think that that is a statement that is uh, uh, very pervasive amongst the states that so far have called in Michigan and Ohio, which, by the way, were very, very important in the election. Yeah, because that's uh, how Trump won the, the Electoral College. Uh, all right. So let me ask you this, then. Uh, uh, what was your reaction or is your reaction to those protests in general? People kneeling during the flag. Is it something that you cringe at or, or understand? Well, let me hear me. My, my grandfather was in a recon unit in World War Two. Um, my father served uh, in the Navy during the Vietnam War. I have a lot of family that's in the military. My best friend right now is, a, is, a, is an Army major down in Fort Benning, Georgia. Um, I myself did not serve in the military. So 
so I'm not going to claim by default that I have some, you know, connection, even though I just powdered off a bunch of people that I know. I respect what they did. So when I saw that, I turned the TV on, had the pregame on, I was ready to, ready to rock and roll, ready, you know, watching football. When I saw that happen, I got up, I just shook my head, I turned off the cable box, I turned off the TV, I walked outside. I have a flag flying outside during football season that's a Cleveland Brown flag. Uh-huh. I took it down, I took it off, I put my American flag back on, I put the, I put the flag back in the thing. I came back in the house and I hopped on the computer and played a little heroes of the storm while I waited for the Indians to come on at four o'clock. <laughs> All right. So that answers Justin's question. He did not like that. He found that to be offensive <laughs> enough to go do all the things you did. And here's my question to you. Okay. And I want to, I'm, I, and I mean this in the most, the most, um, open-minded way I can mean it. That's not even the right words I'm using. Thank but God for that. Here, here's what I want to <laughs> ask from you. So you've got, you've got family, even immediate family who were involved in various conflicts, uh, men who did brave things for our country so that freedom could reign. And I get it. And I love that. And I respect it a hundred percent. And I, of course, I don't have a big reason to can't imagine kneeling or protesting the, the national anthem and or the flag. Uh, that all being right. said, do you feel like they were fighting and the, some of their friends were dying for the flag? Or were they fighting and dying for something greater, like, say, I don't know, you could say the Constitution or the principles around what the flag represents? In other words, you want them to respect the flag but aren't but isn't this a form of that? In other words, they fought for their rights. Oh, I agree with you. To show oh, no, no, no. to show I their dis- discontent. Agree with you. Yeah. So so I guess what I'm saying I is believe. And yeah. so and so did you. You went outside, took down the Browns flag, and you put up your flag. You made decisions and did things that you should have every right to do because you weren't cool with sure. what they pulled off. I guess I, I guess what I'm getting at is it is possible, I think, and a lot of Americans may not be admitting this out loud. It is possible to hold these two ideas in your head at the same time. Do you see what I'm? I agree. Do you see what I'm 100%. saying? Hundred percent. All right. Yep. When my opinion on that is, they have every right to do what they're doing. Yeah. They want to kneel during the flag. They can do that. They want to turn around, pull the pants down, and slap their own rear end butt cheeks at the flag. They can do that too. <laughs> you know, you can do whatever you want. The FCC may not like that as much. <laughs> I really hope they don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see that. Well, thanks for your. Well, no, but, uh, yeah. uh, 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 but 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 that but that for you was something that ruined the product uh, so much so that that uh, as a lifelong Browns fan who somebody who is a Browns fan enough and God bless you for for uh, uh, you know being so far into it that has been that bad that you want to buy a flag to to fly it but uh, but you you that 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 broke your your fandom for for that day or or you know, is this something that uh, uh, you would like to see action taken by the NFL for? No, no. I, listen, they have the right to do that. Yeah, I have the right to disagree with it. Exactly. Um, I'm not one of those people who's gonna who's gonna run up to a, a person who's a liberal and just start screaming and yelling. That's not who I. That's not who I am. You know, you've got your some. A lot of people's mentalities they're ingrained in it, mm-hmm. and there's no change in that. Yeah. So we're just a lot of times. Most of the time, I think we're just gonna have to learn to agree to disagree. Yeah. yeah. Um, did it change it for all time? I don't know. I don't know. I'll check next week. I love football. I yeah. love football. Football is great. Although well, their uni- their uniforms are shitty, though. You guys, you guys know that, though, right? They're ugliest uniforms in the NFL. I just want to put that out there. The, Cleveland, the Cleveland Browns have the ugliest oh, uniforms. He's a Browns fan. You're going to pick on a Browns fan? They're so oh, ugly. Just wa- Even if you just watch that movie with uh, Kevin Costner in it where the Browns are like the hot thing, 
Those right, are they're, yeah. they're yeah, no, horrible. I'm, I'm stepping in. I'm stepping in. Uh, we, 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 we don't want to have a, such unimaginable cruelty on this show that we're picking on the Browns fan. That's he a is, good point. Football's played in the fall. Yeah. Brown and orange are fall colors. No, I'm, I'm with saying. you. I'm with you. But they also they that's look it, like those they it. look like those candy corns nobody wants at Halloween. Okay, all right. Hey, listen. Uh, that's go, true. Go in, Except for the yellow. In, in, enjoy LeBron before he uh, uh, leaves you again. Yeah, we'll see you uh, later. Thank you so much for calling in. We uh, we got oh that one just blipped out right as I was about to get it. If you're calling, keep calling in. Sometimes it'll ring and you won't get in. Oh, here we go. We got one right here. This is uh, who's this? Who do we have on the line? Oh, they haven't answered yet. Maybe they will. Okay, here we go. Hi, you're on the air. Who's this? Hello, who's this? Hello, this is Jay from Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Represent sweet. Uh, ten- go Titans, I guess. Uh, Go Titans. Yeah, so uh, so lay it on us. How do you feel about all this? Let me ask you this question. Everyone is saying that the players are exercising their First Amendment rights to do this, yeah? Yeah. Sure. Where in the Constitution does it say the sitting president gives up his First Amendment rights? Can he not say what he wants? Oh, of course he can. Yeah. In fact, he... uh, And this is, you know, keep in line, this is at a rally where... This is his energy. Yeah. And, you know, uh, <clears throat> he gets the crowd. He gets gets hyped up. Maybe he had a little barbecue, a little shout out to Dreamland there. Uh, <laughs> and maybe he goes off script. You know he goes off script. It's classic Trump. I don't see why people are blowing this out of proportion. Well, okay. So he, it's absolutely classic Trump. No I, question. I, I, actually, I, I totally agree with you. I, 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 for, I, I 100% think that and this is where I'm I'm speaking to people that don't like Trump right now. Mm-hmm. If you don't like Trump, the more you talk about this anthem thing, the more you are not letting the fact that he's basically running against his old advisor. They have backed uh, uh, separate candidates today in Alabama in the special election. He wound up backing the in the establishment candidate, while Steve Bannon and Breitbart are backing uh, the, the other side. That's going to be a loss for him if he uh, if, if the polls hold today. The fact that healthcare has again failed to be uh, repealed, which is something that he has championed. The more everybody talks about this cultural uh, uh, back and forth, the less these things have uh, real estate in in the national conversation. So here, I don't. Let, it let, is, let me I, let me throw this in real quick to that because I because I agree with you to a point. The problem is this: yes, it's classic Trump. Yes, the more we feed, and the media is no help. They freaking love this, so they're loving it. Um, they can say all day, "Why isn't he talking about Puerto Rico?" Well, it's because you guys are helping it by just we're launching a podcast talking about this because we know people right, want to talk about it. Right. So it's a, it's an as issue. an experiment. As an experiment. As an experiment. I recorded every single sports show that airs on television and every single one of them yeah. let off they're all talking about it i understand that but here's what here's where i want to make a, a little bit of a, of a point and i think this is important yes sometimes you can just mark trump off as trumpy and he's doing trump things but in this particular case i am not a black man in america and i don't have that perspective that perspective makes this different it isn't just orange Cheeto man in the office yelling things he knows are going to rile his base up. I mean, it is that, but it's more than that when he, you know, in the minds of African-American people in this country and those who I know personally have talked to about this issue. And I, I didn't just say my, some of my best friends are black. All right. That's not what I'm doing. 
But what I'm saying is their concerns no, but, are. But it, but it is. But but it's true. But it's true. But sure. it is, it is kind of true. I mean, I'm a white guy. All right, I just I'm am. So yeah. I don't have no. The, I, <laughs> I don't have the the same perspective they do, and that perspective includes a lot of stuff that is outside my purview. So what that means is. Do we just say, oh, well, everybody at that Nazi rally, literally he said there were many fine people at that Nazi rally. And in this case, he called them sons of bitches and they should get off the freaking well, field. To be fair, he, he didn't call them all that. It was the hypothetical one that was kneeling. It's a, doesn't, I'm, what I'm saying, you're right. But what I'm saying is that's not how that sounds to somebody who grows up black in America. That's what I'm saying. Uh, are You're you, talking to one. I, I know that, but what I'm saying is if you if you are the only... Wait, hold on. How do you know I'm black? Well, I don't know you're black. Because uh, I take your word for it. But my point is if, you, if, if, if black people uh, have a perspective that I can't relate to, I don't think it's fair that I get to pretend like I do or pretend it doesn't matter or act like it's not part of this. And that's where my big hang-up with all of this stuff goes. Well, let me tell you this. As a black man, that card gets overplayed way too much. Okay. Wasn't expecting that, were you? No, well, <laughs> no I'm just I'm trying to figure out where we go from that was, there. That was an amazing laugh, by the way. I like I like that. I like that. I, I just imagine you like pulling your Dracula cape in front of your face with that laugh. That was great. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, see you later. Okay, uh, we'll talk to you later. Let's take wait, another sorry, call. Wait, so wait, wait I, I, I didn't catch what he said right before. Uh, 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 he said, as a black man, they get, the, the people play the black card too too often is what he's saying. I think that that's uh, specifically with black conservatives. That is a common complaint that that the representation of the quote unquote black experience, black experience is really a liberal black experience and that the the conservative black experience is not uh, tolerated. I, I, I have heard that before sure uh, said publicly so uh, i don't want to uh you know i, I don't i don't believe that he is is out of pocket no, no i'm not saying that that even is my point is why does that make anything one person does or doesn't do with their silent protest any more valid or less valid than anybody else's and that's that's the tone of that call and it's a tone of a lot of this conversation i don't mean me and you but i mean the national conversation we're having right now is that well the team should clamp down there's an absolute, and the absolute is the anthem, and nothing else should matter. Well, tell that to the guy where it does matter, and it does matter to him, so he should get to do it, and we shouldn't have to all lose our minds when he does it, and we should have to, what we should do, in my opinion, if we're talking about what yeah. people should do, is we should go, hmm, wonder why he's doing that. Certainly not helping his job prospects, speaking of Kaepernick yeah. anyway. Uh, what's his other motivations here? Maybe he's got something to say. Maybe we should look into things. Maybe we should check out our justice system and make sure everything's balanced the best it can be. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yes, it's about the, the, the battle, not about the war. But instead, we just go hard in and dig our feet in and go, F you, it's the anthem. Get out of this country if you don't like it. It's well, so sharp, short-sighted. Like, I think that, again, part of that reaction is baked into the idea of the protest is baked into that is is to say listen i am silently demonstrating uh because and i want to kind of affect you in your comfortable life to white america i want to jar you a little bit now hopefully that is just the delivery method that makes you think about the thing that i am doing right mm -hmm. but if somebody is standing in front of you with a sign uh, on the street they want to make you go around them and affect how you're walking and they hope that 
the disruption in your day, the disruption in your life brings you to a larger thought process. So yeah. let me ask you this hypothetically. All right. Let's say that, you know, the, the idea of polling on civil rights issues um, and protests generally, like we mentioned before with 538, uh, goes, makes the, the, the protests get more popular. But let's say that it makes it less popular. Mm. And the fact that the president is on this, uh, of taking this very hard line on this and uh, recommending boycotts for the NFL unless issue unless a, a, a more strict way of going about this is taken, does the method by which Colin Kaepernick and now other players have chosen to protest this, the idea that they are saying, hey, look, this is not my America because, and they want you to pay attention to the because more than this is not the America that I want to stand for, does that make the protest less? Does it make the protest fail mm. if... This, uh, if, 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 let's say these things, uh, become less popular than they are right now. No, then it becomes worse. Probably. I mean, if he, if he's successful in getting uh, a portion of the nation to boycott the NFL to a bottom line effect for its owners, its teams and its owners, then it only gets worse because then people will stand their ground. My, my problem with what Trump does is it's textbook authoritarian and it's telling it's in a position of great power telling people what to do uh, is always something I balk at. There's just no way. Yeah, I mean, this, but this, like, is not, this isn't rare necessarily. Uh, presidents have waded in, although not quite as bombastically, yeah. on social issues uh, always. I mean, it was uh, a sister soldier for Clinton. It was body count for, for Bush. Uh, uh, are you detecting a pattern of, of people that uh, uh, presidents wind up? Uh, but that that is a bipartisan issue. Presidents attack black celebrities uh, on on a fairly regular basis. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. Hi, you're on the air. Who's this? Uh, six. Six. Is that it? Fitz. F I T Z. Oh, sits like fits, sits. Fitz. 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 As in like Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald. Yeah. Got up, it. What's up? Yeah. 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 Fitzgerald. Yeah. 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 What's exactly. up? What's on your mind? No. I, well, I agree with everybody else talking about it. it's something that's been happening in sports for a while. I, I wanted to pose the question now: What do we do? We just take that to all sports, like the NBA, that has more worldwide play, worldwide players in, in its, you know. And what if they kneel? Everybody kneel. A lot of people kneel through the anthem before it was a big deal. Yeah. So and that's just what I wanted to touch no, on. That's really good. I appreciate your call. Uh, so so I was going to ask this. Uh, the yeah. M, the MLB dude did it the other day. He's the first in the in, MLB to do it. In Oakland, which, uh, you know, favorable crowd for that. Sure. Um, do you think... Do you think that sort of thing spreads to other... I mean, what are we going to see in other seasons when they start? Are we going to well, suddenly see it? We have stuck on the fact that Donald Trump attacked uh, the players kneeling for the anthem, but that was not all of his uh, stick to sports weekend. He also uh, officially disinvited the uh, Steph Curry specifically uh, the, and the Golden State Warriors probably more broadly from a visit to the White House. He uh, attacked Steph Curry, who gave an interview saying that the Warriors were going to have a team-wide meeting before their mini camps uh, about whether or not they wanted to attend the White House. Steph Curry said personally his vote would be no. So Donald Trump took to Twitter and I don't want to uh, I don't want to uh, misquote him. Yeah, I'd, so. hate, I'd hate to misquote Trump on Twitter. 
I'd hate to miss. I mean, listen, he puts this out here, so we know. Uh, we and know while exactly. you're lo- while you're looking that up, I do want to make one thing very, very clear. I think that it is also. I mean, take take away all the controversies right now about whether or not Twitter is allowing Trump to threaten people on Twitter, and others aren't. So let's take that out of the conversation for a second. But he has every right to get on there and say whatever he wants to say. Sure. I am. I would never suggest that he should be forced to stop doing that any more than I think these players should be forced to stop protesting in their own way. All right, so here we go. Going to the White House is considered a great honor for a championship team. Stephen Curry is hesitating. Therefore, invitation is withdrawn. Is withdrawn. Revoked. Uh, that, of course, led to LeBron James, who lost to Stephen Curry and Kevin Durant in the finals to call Donald Trump a bum and remind him that the point of what all of that was saying, that Stephen Curry had already made clear publicly that he didn't want to go. Yes. So uh, having his invitation withdrawn doesn't necessarily uh, affect things. I, I would. Uh, this is all shorthand for saying that the uh, NBA is far more from a top-down perspective encouraging of player protests, specifically right. their new commissioner. I would expect player protests when the NBA season begins. I, I agree, and I will protest the jazz sucking. Hi, you're on the air. Who's this? What's up, guys? This is Caleb calling from uh, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Oh, good to have you here, Caleb. And, uh, a very, Colorado Springs is a very conservative uh, town in Colorado, isn't it? Oh, oh, yeah. It is pretty much the rich white Christian capital of the entire world. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, sweet. Well, uh, what's your take um, on all this? What are you thinking? All right, so I wanted to call in because I just had a colossal argument with my father about this the other day. And to give you some demographic information, I am a middle-class white dude in his 20s and my dad is like a, a 50s uh white uh air force veteran okay so in terms of the racial aspect of this we're both pretty much clueless as to you know middle class white dudes that's who we are all right so th- there's something though that really bothered me about this argument that i have with my dad and that is that he said when he saw the players taking me that he felt it was disrespecting the flag and therefore his service to the country in the Air Force. And and when I, I tried to tell him, but that's not what they're, that's probably not the point that they're trying to make. They're probably not trying to disrespect you as a rank and file military member. They're trying to make this deeper point about relations in America and whether the system supports them as much as it does you. And he his response to that was, well, but that's how I interpret it. I interpret this as an as a, a an insult to my service to the country. Mm. And then the argument sort of evolved from there. And then later, when I'm when I was trying to convince him that he did not really, probably did not understand as a a, a white male what the what life is like in the country as a black guy. He said. Well, how do I know what their life is like? Mm. And I was like, well, why don't you listen to them? Because mm. that's always kind of been my perspective, right? Like, I'm a clueless white dude. I have no idea what it's like to be a minority in, in the country. So when I see these protests, like, I have a reaction first. And to be fair, I don't particularly like protesting during the anthem, but I don't like it. I, it doesn't emotionally affect me that much. I was like, ah, well, I would have chosen to do that differently. Mm. And then I try to listen to why they're doing it. 
And the point they're making is, is well, like like Justin said, it started out as a point about about police brutality, and now it's kind of just general. I think uh, life in America as a, a black person. Mm. Yeah, very and, very well. Maybe I wonder sometimes if that message has gotten like maybe it's the same message. Maybe that's maybe they're maybe we don't know, but maybe they are all still united in the message that black uh police violence against black people and the inequality there is well, still the uh, main issue i don't i, I don't know i think here's there, there's another kind of vector to this now mm. and that is because donald trump has become so vociferous and loud on the issue that the kneeling has kind of become also an anti-trump protest right right, right. So, president which is vexing to many people who have followed the colin kaepernick story for a long time because they feel that now this is being co-opted by a largely white uh, uh, anger toward the president and the message for well, black, uh, you know, the black experience uh, is being diluted. But but the, the, the larger point that I really want to make isn't even about any of the, that sort of thing. But the point I want I wanted to, to, to highlight here is that my dad sees this protest, right? And his immediate response is, well, how does that affect me? Like, how does that make me feel? How does how do I respond to that? Instead of thinking, well, that's interesting. What are they thinking? Like, why are they doing this? What's the message that they're trying to send? And he did that to the entire exclusion of the message that they were trying to send, which he later admitted that he didn't get. Sure, uh, I, I totally that point. Yeah, I totally get what you're saying, and uh, huge thanks for your calling. I'll tell you the rest of this off the air, but. Uh, and get a couple more calls in, but I'm going to say this about what he, what he's saying. First of all, dads are weird and they're hard. Uh, second of all, it's, it's a twisted piece of business because yes, part of this is him not listening to the message and him taking it personally. But part of protest, as Justin hinted at earlier, is about disrupting other people and their norms so that they are forced to pay attention to something. And that can feel hostile. That can feel confronting. And that can feel uncomfortable. So, yeah. so it's almost like you can't have one without the other. And this isn't to defend his dad or anyone else who may actually have, I'm not saying his dad's like this, but maybe there are people with actual racial problems here. But let's just say your dad's just like, I fought in all these wars and this guy's not going to need, you know, look what I did. And you can kind of see where they're coming from because they're yeah. being told in their mind and in his interpretation, he's being told he sucks. And that he's not good. And so what's your reaction going to be? Oh, well, let me hear more about why you don't like me. I mean, I, I wish we were more like that as a human race. But the human, the, the human natural reaction, especially the older we get and the more set in our ways we get, is to, go, is to, is to push back. And that's what well, your dad's let, doing. Let me, let, me, let me read something from the chat room here. Uh, Ace Tig points out, uh, I'm white, but I'm also transgender. I feel like no one actually listens to me or my problems, which is what actually causes the suicides among transgender people. No one listens. Uh, I don't want to say that one person's experience is everybody's experience, but I do think that an element that drives protests that are disruptive is a a element of isolation. That there's nothing that there's you know if if, if we hold rallies, the only people that already agree with us show up. Mm -hmm. If we uh, reach out to people that are like minded, then they will only become more like minded. There is one way to move our conversation into a larger sphere if we are not the majority. And that is to force it there, to force people to pay attention. And yes, we are going to piss people off. And yes, we are going to incur anger. 
But you want to know what? It'll be worth it for the people that listen to what is happening and say, wow, this drove them to those lengths. Things are that bad that they felt the need to do something that they knew might do them harm. I need to pay attention to this more and not less. And specifically, I need to listen to these people more and not less. And I think that that is an element to this. One more point of order. Uh, the national anthem was not the same presentation in the NFL until 2009, and that was in part of a Department of Defense uh, uh, spend to continue to uh, or to put the uh, veterans on the field uh, and televise that for recruitment purposes. Yeah. Uh, so this is something that would not have been the same kind of issue had the NFL not decided to make the national anthem a bigger part of their presentation. Yeah, and we haven't even talked about the USFL and Trump's involvement in that and things that happened 30 years ago that may or may not color his particular take on why the NFL is the target. I think I think his his relationship to the owners is probably the biggest uh, element of this. Again, seven owners uh, donated to his campaign. It would probably be safe to say that there are more than the seven that probably represent his causes. It is no secret that many NFL owners, uh, being old, white, rich men, tend to be more conservative. I have maintained that the reason why Colin Kaepernick does not have a job in the NFL is because nobody wants to get called an SJW cuck on the golf course when uh, when they are out there, uh, you know, trying to swing it on the back nine. <laughs> uh, I will. I will kind of. Well, you know what? One more call, and then we're going to close things out. Let's see who this is. Uh, we got one coming in from. Hi, who's this, and where are you calling from? Hello. Hey, this is Drew. Well, I'm from Ohio, actually. Oh, good. Another Ohioan. Hello, Drew. What's uh, what's on your mind? Well, the weird thing that I think nobody's really talking about this is actually where I come from, um, which is that before I was very much not a fan of what Cap was doing. I was not a fan of Neil. Mm -hmm. And then as more was talked about it, especially by the current administration, specifically Trump, I'm actually getting more behind them because of the freedom of speech argument, because I want them to have that right mm. in the NFL to do what they feel is right. Now, now that's interesting because a, I'm totally with you, by the way. In fact, I, I, th I may have gotten there quicker, but I, uh, you know, I, I saw the, 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 the original protest is like, okay, well, whatever that is. And I've gotten to the place where now I just want to staunchly defend it. And I don't want these team these team owners to, to, to make the mistake that they should, you know, that, that they should shut it down or whatever. Again, they have every right, but I'm way more in your, in your ballpark, but this, doesn't this Justin start pushing in the direction you were talking about of this has now been co-opted as an anti-Trump movement and not the, the original point of it all. And that gets lost. Uh, due to uh, that. that's, that's certainly a, a, a conversation that the, the, you know, the liberal folks are, are having and people that were, uh, backing Colin Kaepernick from the very beginning are like, please do not let this become the anti that, that this is the new pussy hat, that this is the new hashtag resist. Sure. And that, that this is just a thing done. And, and and not to say our caller, I know you're not saying this. You're as far, far as I know, you're a, a staunch conservative. I don't know, but, but I'm, but I'm kind of the same way. I tend to, I tend to vote conservative. I tend to think conservatively. I'm a fiscal, fiscal conservative. Like I got a lot of conservative in me, but the minute you start messing with telling people what to do, it's like my mm -hmm. line. It's like where I go, and I feel, I feel like you feel, 
I guess I'm just bringing that up as a point of like, well, what if, you know? Yeah, and I, I guess that's sort of where I, why I'm now where it's like the the fact of the matter is that I'm like you said, I'm like more fiscally conservative. I guess like I blur that line between libertarian and Republican when it comes right down to it. Yeah. Trump was not my vote. Um, I'll be honest like that. Unlike the other Ohio and Polar, I'll say I voted for Johnson <laughs> in East Wednesday. Look at this, Dustin um, throwing so. some shade on other Ohioans. This is awesome. That's it's totally um, fine. Let's get a rivalry going. <laughs> <laughs> that's fun um i will i will be a rivalry uh kid from near akron i guess um as as jerry last um but the the thing about it is that to me when it comes down to it is that i know where it came from originally and i wasn't for how they were doing it but i was willing to listen to the reasoning and now it's because that argument is coming up and because it is becoming sort of a freedom of speech argument on top of mm -hmm. this, I think more people are going to be willing to like sit down and say, okay, maybe I was too hasty to turn my back on the entire discussion before I'm here at the table now. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, well, I appreciate your call. Thank you so much. And I would just say that regardless of, um, uh, where people stand on, you know, wh whether people should should or shouldn't do things. I think that the free, like conservatives are always talking about the free market. Great. Free market this shit because that's what's going to happen. It's going to be some team saying, nope, you can't do it. Other teams are going to say, hey, you, we respect your right as a citizen to do whatever you want. And it'll all suss itself out. And, and Trump will still whine and complain and he'll have every right to do that. And I'll still whine and complain that he's whining and complaining because I have a yeah. right to do that. And that's how this gets this stuff gets sussed out over time. That's how these things sort of settle out into what they're eventually going to be. And then sometimes we revisit them again and we have a big hoo-ha and then it kind of goes back. But this stuff is rising road stuff. And eventually we kind of get there. But as it stands right now with this particular issue, the only thing I don't want is anybody making people do a thing. That's all I don't want. You can't make them. Sure. Unless you are unless you are a company and you're paying people to be there, and these teams are that, yeah, that's my exception. Outside of that, Trump does not get to executive order this shit. <laughs> and well, I, I think I think it's it's fair to say he's not. He, he is he is voicing his opinion and he is saying that people should vote with their dollar if they do not uh, agree with uh, or they, if they agree with him and they believe that this is disrespectful. Uh, one last thing, and and again, email me. Stuff. If, if I am wrong and and you have uh, uh, stuff to back it up, uh, the the thing about Colin Kaepernick, we got into a conversation in the in, in the chat room during the last caller. As far as I know, Colin Kaepernick has not been offered a job. His yeah. agent has said so. Colin Kaepernick has said so. Closest that he got were two options. Number one, he had conversations with the Seattle Seahawks. They ultimately decided to go another direction, uh, and then. He was apparently close to signing with the Baltimore Ravens when, according to Ray Lewis, Colin Kaepernick's girlfriend tweeted out a picture comparing uh, Ravens owner Steve Bashotti being hugged by Ray Lewis to Samuel L. Jackson's character hugging Leonardo DiCaprio's character <laughs> in Django Unchained. Uh, which is a very explosive, uh, you know, racially charged uh, connection of master and slave. Uh, and at that point, 
that the dude, Raven, that's got some, that's got like interest. that's got like Judas Iscariot juice in it as well. That, like that, that was so that according to Ray Lewis, they never offered Kaepernick a contract because of what Kaepernick's girlfriend tweeted. Now, if there is other reporting on this that I have not seen, please feel free to send it to me, uh, Justin Robert Young at gmail.com. But that is is what I what I have uh, the, the extent of my knowledge is that he has not been uh, uh, offered a, a contract, and he has made clear. That he will accept a contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, that he is not asking to be a starter. He is not asking for any specific amount of money. That money has not come up. He has not been even brought into the conversation that got to money. Right. So who knows? It, again, who knows? Uh, just let us know. If you think I'm too emotional about this stuff, let me know. It's totally fine. We are open books on this thing. Uh, I will I will read a quote that's been floating around a lot, but I really believe in it. I'm not even that big of a Kennedy fan, but I like this quote. Those who make peaceful revolution impossible will make violent revolution inevitable. And I don't ever want to see that one come true in this country if we can help it. Again, I should say, because it's happened plenty of times. So it'd be nice if we could avoid some violent revolution and instead have some peaceful disagreements, conversations, uh, comings to the other side, that sort of thing. That's what we're going to do every week is solve these problems by the time the uh, the clock ticks to the end. The clock, the clock is over. Well, here, uh, uh, how about this? <laughs> I think this show went about as well as it could have gone, uh, to be honest with you, yeah. and I am very excited to do it again next week. Here's what I would love to do, and uh, and hopefully everybody who's watching live just hit us up on Twitter, at Justin R. Young, at uh, Scott Johnson, with what topic you would like to talk about next week. We can put together a poll and we will vote on it and we will talk about what you guys want to talk about. Uh, uh, This is something that I want to make about your opinions. Uh, We'd like to keep it as current eventsy as possible and maybe we'll make an executive order at at, at a certain point. But for right now, I would say give us what uh, what you guys a hot button issue, but you see your friends and family fighting about on Facebook and and, and every other media over the dinner table. Uh, hit us up uh, at Justin R. Young at Scott Johnson. What you guys want this to be about? And we will uh, put together a little uh, a little poll to determine who wins to go next week. Yeah. And another important note, note uh, to that point would be. Uh oh, uh, I know what it was. Uh, we'll have we'll have a website up soon, so we'll have a place to kind of go for all this stuff. Uh, if you have any questions about how to get the show, where to get it, go to frogpants.com. That's where that will appear. And uh, like Justin said, you know, tap us, let us know. And also, we don't want any who's better, Picard or Kirk conversations. What we're looking at is like, what are the big social issues? What are the divisive things? What are the things that are making culture wars happen? And what can we do to discuss them right here on the show? Yeah. Uh, Justin R. Young, Scott Johnson. That's our Twitter accounts. Frogpants.com will be where the site will show up. Thank you, everybody who listened, everyone who subbed on the uh, feeds where you're catching this today. If you're an old Hotline Monday fan and you're listening to this now, thanks for sticking with it. We hope you'll join us live every Tuesday at noon mountain. That's 11 a.m. Pacific time right here at frogpants.tv. It'll take you straight there. I guess that's it. Justin, any final words? Uh, no. Uh, unfriend me. Yeah, unfriend me, you guys. Unfriend me. Until next time, we'll see you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.